Good afternoon. Welcome to the 12 Days of Christmas with Introduction. Bobby here with Real Spirituality at Sears Edge. I was given to introduce myself, and so for that, I apologize for not doing it sooner. Um, definitely not here to draw attention to myself. This has been about the 12 Days of Christmas for his return. You know, and in touching on okay we're in day eight. Oh my gosh I almost jumped ahead but in day eight it very interesting because it'll tie up some things that we didn't do on day seven concerning the eagle and it is to touch on the journey as pattern as described in the Old Testament as pattern after the true, you know, the Hebrew people, they were in the wilderness. They were delivered out of Egypt, referred to as the spiritual house of bondage, is the house of bondage, into the wilderness, being led into the land overflowing with milk and honey. And so in this is a progression of events also with stages of maturity of spiritual growth and development and as the people were coming into uh, up to the land of milk and honey there were ten spies that were sent out and only two came back with a good report and it's very similar to where we're at today where the world is concerned because eight out of the ten spies that went forth to spy that land overflowing with milk and honey came back and said there's giants in the land and we're like grasshoppers in their sight we can't overcome them and so two the two that came back with a good report said yes there's there's giants in the land and yes we are grasshoppers in their we are as grasshoppers in their sight but we can overcome them with God on our side and so here we have, as the 12 days of Christmas, the standard, standards within the standard. Um, though the enemy may come in like a flood, the Holy Spirit will set up a standard against him. And with that are standards within the standards, the 12 days of Christmas. And so in this is interesting because it is with the tribe of Asher, and with the sign of Sagittarius, the dual-natured warrior, warrior and physician. And of course, here we have Christ Jesus. He, um, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience in cooperation by the Holy Spirit. And again, not by the power and might of any man or woman, and not by the power and might of any race or culture but by the Holy Spirit. And it is by the Holy Spirit to overcome these things. Um, we are, the corporate body in wholeness, there are very uh, many similarities concerning uh, going through the wilderness, being delivered from Egypt, the spiritual house of bondage, going into the wilderness. There are a lot of similarities from that time in history to where this applies in the spiritual journey in terms of growth and development because in this we have 
Um, in, in looking forward into that land of milk and honey, the eight spies came back with a bad report from God's perspective, and yet the two with good reports, the camp wanted to stone them. It was, uh, it was more than they thought they could handle. It was more than they were willing to deal with. And here we go in terms of today. You know, um, I know I seem like I'm jumping around. There's quite a few aspects here to tie together. It, on day seven was the scapegoat in the tribe of Naphtali. And in that are words of prophecy concerning that tribe, Hind let loose. And in letting those, the sins of darkness, to let go of those things on the scapegoat, to release those into the wilderness, it is then a hind let loose. And as from day one, as brought up on day one, the star man of fire, the door, the port of port of entry onto higher ground. So here we have a hind let loose on higher ground, and we also have the sign of the eagle as being one of the star witnesses for um, the scapegoat, Capricorn. But in this, we also have the eagle that it will go into today, but also in the next day. Um, because those who wait upon the Lord, it is written, will mount up with wings of eagles. And so in this, in going ahead on the spies, the two that came back with a good report, the camp, the entire camp as a whole, wanted to stone them. Today, in terms of uh, the spiritual matters, there are those who are more concerned with losing face than they are in facing the truth, like it or not. And in entering into adulthood, I mentioned on the last day, you know, I had found myself so disappointed in doing the very thing I thought I would never do. As we mature, our perspective grows, it expands. The more we come to learn, the more we naturally broaden our horizons. And in this case, you know, we come to realize, come to realize that we did something that from a childish perspective, we thought it was deceptive. Excuse the background noise. And as I mentioned one day, you know, um, well, on that figure, I'm sorry, I got distracted by the car on the back on the road. Um, we come to realize we did something that we thought we would never do. Our perspective grows and matures as we press on to maturity. And as I described the journey like that of an amusement park, I was on this roller coaster, major ups and downs, with children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. And it came into that dark tunnel. And uh, with the group of people that I was with, I was the only one that would go through the door. The others thought it was a deception because of that darkness. And so they went backwards up the track. 
And the time we're in right now, the corporate body, the similarities with the travels of the Hebrew people, we're not at the Red Sea. We're at the River Jordan with the need to cross the River Jordan. And Jesus' will did say to immerse, to immerse others. Here we go, crossing the River Jordan, to immerse others into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Cannot do it without those three. And <laughs> real quick, I didn't expect that, but... You know, the thing I was the most disappointed in myself when I reached this point was to realize that in setting my guards up so as not to be deceived, I had built those guards up on the written word against the spoken word. And of course, I did not know and realize that I did it at the time until it was brought to my attention. And of course, I was devastated and so disappointed in myself. And so this is where we are at as a corporate body at the River Jordan with the need to face the truth, like it or not. There's things that need to be lined up. And again, with the need to use our spirit senses. And how this lines up concerning the concerning the sign of Sagittarius with the tribe of Asher, we have a centaur, a dual nature, warrior and physician, and the divine human. And as we grow as a new creation in Christ on higher ground, it is to enter those spiritual things in spirit and truth. What we build up in truth without the spirit will come down. And so even now, the judgment begins first in the household of God. And so here we are, the Father is searching the reins to the hearts of his people. This is what he is doing. Checking the reins, searching the reins to the hearts of the people. And how many times people don't want to let let go of that control because you're so used to having your guards up against others but being that God is love if we can't trust love himself who can we trust and so he's looking at who has who has that uh, control to the reins of our heart is it him father of lights or is it the father of lies and it is in that period of refinement literally to refine those things. And so in that, as an archer, the Sagittarius with an archer, I mentioned the arrow and how many times, you know, something will pierce our heart that's an arrow in the spirit realm to get our attention. And rather than have our guards up against the Father of Lights, we need to be careful and discern it correctly concerning the father of lies. One example, I recently heard someone in a camp just this week make the comment that silence is a manipulation of witchcraft. And I got to tell you, it takes two to argue. Here you go. To know the genuine is to recognize the counterfeit. It takes two to argue. And to be silent when someone is speaking trash is not giving them place. To not give place to darkness. And so in that aspect, silence can be golden. It has nothing to do with witchcraft. 
And because of these signs that come up here, it does need to be made mention. You know, because of things I've said, past experience concerning white magic, I went years not mentioning any of that because I noticed, especially those in the church, to even mention something like that, they'd get caught up in sensationalism and go into a demon behind every bush mode. And we should be more conscientious of the work of God's hand within us, who's holding the reins of our heart, and allowing his workmanship, his power, and allowing even Christ Jesus, captain of our ship. Um, there's continuous reference to the Argonauts, those the very travelers on the ship of Argo. This will tie in together because on Argo you have the travelers, but in out in the night sky, Argo appears to be backwards. And here we go. As far as in fear of deception, drawing back and going backwards, which we don't want to do. And Argo appears to go backwards. And we as a people are a backwards race with the need to go forward. And in that is the, um, the openness, not unguarded, testing spirits, but concerning spiritual matters. And again, with the need to exercise our spirit senses and the need to press forward. In Sagittarius, there's a star, stars that mean bright one. And in we, we have Christ Jesus, uh, the bright one, the divine human. And he did well say, the same works that I do and greater than these will you do because I go to the Father. So, and he did say it was expedient for him to go for the Holy Spirit to come. We cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. And so in that refining process, it is to have the courage to face the truth, like it or not, and not be so worried about losing face, but being real with where we're at and in the heart of hearts. The star witnesses to Sagittarius is the, um, there is an altar, also referred to in Aramaic as the censer, meaning a vessel of incense, our prayers going up to the Father. But here we go, spiritual warfare, and making sure what our prayers are for, lining up ourselves heart spirit and soul and having our head in harmony with our heart the intent and motive and how many times we can have those out of sync another star witness is lyra the harp and we have um sound of music the harp in calming king david did this for king saul when he got moody and Riled, he would play the harp and the um, the dark spirits that were um, what's the word I want to use tormenting Saul were they went away when David played that harp. Um, but there is some controversy concerning the Aramaic meaning of lyra the harp. And so I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stick with what I know. And so another star witness to this is also Draco, the dragon. And so it is 
in overcoming, in overcoming the darkness, in overcoming the giants. In overcoming the giants, it's outlined in um, Isaiah 16. The giants being pride, haughtiness, anger, and lies. And it is to remove those very things from within ourselves in overcoming the giants. And it is to allow the Father's workmanship to not just believe in the Father and then deny his power, but to allow him that power to hold the reins to our heart. It is in overcoming, in overcoming the giants and Jesus did come to destroy the works of the devil. And in that he gives us that authority to stand in the authority given him, to stand in that authority over the enemy. And so in this is a spiritual warfare with the need to be spiritually sensitive with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And seeking God's counsel, the Father's counsel, being covered by his spirit, adding light to light. It's um, if we are willing to harmonize heart in our, our mind, our head with our heart, if we are willing. Uh, with that, and of course those who have pursued, uh, I mentioned I mentioned going ahead, things he brought me to experience and to share here now, and it was to go ahead into the land of milk and honey and to come back with that good report. And even concerning the spiritual things these days, so many are thinking it's a deception. And here we go as far as the need in spirit and truth. Again, what's, what's not in spirit and truth will come down. And so in that, he brought me at a point, he would have me share this, and then I'll close up. He, he brought me to a point, he had asked me in that process of refinement, he asked me what was more important, experience or his word? And considering I had come to experience his word, and yet what would that experience be without his word? And I said his word. I chose his word because of what I built up against his spoken word, again, his spoken word that he first said at the beginning of the journey, this man is an important part of your life. And so I had built walls against him uh, to keep him out of my life, misunderstanding, thinking it was better for him to not be in my life and for me not to be in his. And I was seeing this all backwards and not seeing this in spirit and truth without getting into any human thoughts, any childish thoughts, and to keep that on track, going through the door. And in that process, it was to allow the Father full reign to my heart. And in seeing what I had done, in working against his spoken word in, way, in ways I did not intend whatsoever, it was to allow him full reign to my heart. I knew better than to trust myself. You know, and everything else is to everyone's loss until we have that inner shift of trust in love himself. Until we allow him that full reign and that power within ourselves. And when I answered that question, 
experience or his word. You know, without his word, there would be deception. And spoken, written, and living in Christ Jesus. At the same time, he would have us be as him, the word in the flesh. And what a challenge that is to even consider that in our thinking. And to allow the Spirit to direct us accordingly. And so in that I was caught up by the Spirit and taken to the mountain of God where the coal of fires, coals of fire are. And there was an angel standing with me and I went to step on these coals. This was one of the desires of my heart. It's on my list of needs and the desires of the heart. And I went to walk on these coals but then the thought came coals of fire, hot, and I didn't feel the heat through my feet. And I looked down and I saw the whole lower part of my spirit body was just fire, just consuming fire. And I asked the Father, how did that happen? When did that happen? And he said, it was by your willingness to be refined. You know, and here he is, God the consuming fire. And he would have us be like Jesus as star man of fire. In my case, a star daughter of fire, star woman of fire. Anyway, being a fire of the consuming fire. And it made me realize, you know, when we burn the candle at both ends of the stick, we will get burnt. But if we're part of God, the consuming fire, we won't get burnt flow with him and it's in that refining process and so in that I walked on I walked on those coals of fire and in that was this inner knowing each coal there's this knowledge his word in a different way his word and the wisdom of his word in these coals of fire and they're of course they're pure and to step on him is to absorb him within the spirit and to be able to uh, gradually make good sense of it because there's so much involved, so much taking into the spirit. But in this it was to know, talking on Draco here, because in this was the understanding of Draco and the serpent, the beast. And in that was to realize that he was made to increase the traffic of mankind to God the Father of lights. Instead, he rebelled. He was afraid that if he encouraged mankind to God, he would lose what he had. Take note, here we go with the nature of the beast. At the same time, it was self, self, self. And with pride, love is not proud. There are so many things here concerning the mark of the beast. What we set our hand, our mind and hand to. Things to consider. The need to discern the truth. By the Spirit of God himself, Father of lights. And to know the genuine, to recognize the counterfeit. And so, okay... And so on the coals, in coming to understand the mark of the beast, the nature of the beast, and to realize how evil that was, what he did, and to not do the same. Um, here we go. As I said, if 
<clears throat> if it wasn't for the Lord, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be sharing the 12 days of Christmas. Not only with the accuracy of detail, but so it's not to steer anyone wrong. And so it is to give this freely for the benefit of others. And as I progressed walking on these coals of fire, there were different, in understanding, stepping on these coals, absorbing that knowledge within them, it was to, I was given the choice, the angel told me to choose um, what I wanted to receive. And I saw these uh, coals up ahead in Hebrew letters. And I did share it with someone that does know Hebrew, and it does mean four winds. And I, I understood it at the time for four winds, and which I will get more into later. But it was for four winds, and I stepped on that, and which is in reference to the 12 days of Christmas. It is concerning the commonwealth of Israel, the standard, the standards within the standard. It's all in four winds. So on that, to be continued on day nine. Had to stop and think about that. Do apologize. Healing and health in Jesus' name. I sure hope that didn't sound scattered. Make good sense of this. A lot of dots to connect. And in his miracle working power by his spirit, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. On that, have a great day. Have a glorious week. We'll catch you on day nine. Catch you then.